Welcome to the Pugilist Podcast presented by Hack Daniels Media, hosted by Mark Hack Daniels and Robert Meyer. We're bringing you all the fight action you can imagine. Everything you see, we see, we're bringing you commentary. Whether it be UFC, 1FC, PFL, Bellator, doesn't matter. If they're fighting, we're watching, we're talking about it. Thanks for sticking with us. Enjoy our episodes. And we're back. The Pugilist. A little different this time, though. Because one of us, have... <laughs> one of yeah, us you... might have actually been present for some live fights. You have firsthand experience on what went down that yeah that Saturday night. Pretty... How was it? Talk 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 about it, dude. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge fight fan, right? But okay, first and foremost, let me shout out Billy again because my man totally hooked it up, got us tickets. We got down there; it was good. Played a little golf along the way. You know, cool trip. Um, it's actually super distracting if you're like in really into fights like we are. Right. Yeah. So obviously like tough ticket to get. So we were up, you know, we were up pretty good and you could see like during the early prelims and everything, like it was great. Even as far away as we were, that arena is not that big. You could hear the impacts. You could hear, uh, the coaches, like everything. Right. But as the arena started to fill up, like, you know, it got harder and harder. And then there's like casual fans that come in, like they're only there because it's a thing to do in Vegas. Like they don't really know anything about the UFC, let alone the fighters. So they're mm-hmm. just running their mouths. And then, um, what I what was hard for me is like, I wanted to see the fight. So I'm like looking down into the octagon, but they have, you know, fucking screens everywhere. Yeah. So like you find yourself going back and forth, like trying to see it live in person. And then you look up and you're watching the screen or what, you know, what people would be watching on like the pay-per-view or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, as the night progressed, that got really challenging for me. Hard to focus. Yeah. For me, I mean, I think, um, I don't know. Billy didn't mention it. I don't know that he had any problems with it. Um, but yeah, just cause you just want to see what's happening live, you know, in yeah. person. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was tricky. So actually I just got back from dinner with Lori, my wife and, um, I was like, hey, you know, it's something that's sort of been bugging me, to be honest. Like, um, I was like, hey, were there screens at the U- UFC event we did in Salt Lake? And she's like, uh, actually, they moved us down. So we were way below them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so, like, yeah. it wasn't even a factor. Like, sure. Um, so what they did at the UFC, it was, it was a smaller event. It was like Yair Rodriguez uh, versus... Um, what the hell is that kid's name? He's got the big fro, and he throws a lot of wild kicks, just like Yair, but he's not him. Alex. Uh, oh, Alex Caceres. Yeah, that kid. So uh, they Where's were the main event. So it wasn't like a massive event, right? So it you know, it didn't sell out. So they push everybody down. So when the cameras are panning around the fight, it looks more full, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, the screens weren't even a factor, so it wasn't something I had to deal with before. But for me... I mean, obviously, dude, being in the building was insane. You know, it was just nuts. But it was, it was tough. It was for me. It was actually a little difficult. You think most of the fans there were counter fans? Uh, sure sounded like it. Yeah. Poirier was getting booed like crazy. Anytime yeah. his face popped on the screen when he walked out, the whole deal. Like a lot of people were not fans of his. Um, which I don't really understand. I, I get like. McGregor was the uh, huge is a he was is and will continue to be still a really big draw, but Poirier is just a, a he just seems like a good dude. 
you know. Yeah, some guys don't like that though, you know. And not to not to mention like I started looking back at Poirier's record, dude, over the, like the last eight fights. It's fucking impressive. Dude, it's he's got he has one of the most impressive resumes like, out of any no, fighter ever. It was just Khabib that knocked him off, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah man. I mean now he holds two victories in his last eight fights over McGregor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, crazy good time, dude. We'll go fight by fight, though, and I'll tell you kind of, you know, just kind of how, how everything was. Um, Should we work down? Should we start with the main event and, and move down? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah, so obviously that, that fucking shit was insane. Um, and, it, like, I think I saw his ankle break live. But then I looked immediately up to the screen to verify. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was again. It was weird. It got strange. Uh, we were all like standing. You know, we, like no one stood for any fight until McGregor and Poirier came out. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> I think I don't remember when it was. I think uh, right after the Tuivasa fight, uh, Donald Trump came in. So oh, that yeah. made shit even extra. You know. What What was the reception with old? Uh, oh, they there. Everyone was everyone was cheering for him. Um, it was, you know, he came in with uh, Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, uh, lots of secret service and stuff. I mean, I, I didn't, at least in my area, no one was really saying anything crazy, but it certainly added uh, some interesting dynamic to the whole thing. I think. Does he get secret service protection for the rest of his yeah, life? Yeah, they, yeah, they all do. Yep. As I understand it, Bush was one of the few, if not the only one, to deny it and take on a personal security detail that he. Oh, pay no for shit. himself yeah i don't know yep they still get it though huh yeah that fight was awesome dude mcgregor looks he when he was like in the cage and and you know practicing some kicks and then he came out with a couple of kicks i thought he i thought he started great um he started hard that's for sure he came yeah out right well away. i mean dude i i think mcgregor is a two-round fighter man to be honest like yeah i know he can go the distance and and he and every now and again he could probably scratch a decision but um Poirier, at least in this fight, uh, and Mikey Brown's been talking about it. He gets stronger as he goes, and Connor does yeah. not. You know, Connor definitely doesn't. So, I've watched a lot of interviews and stuff because it was kind of crazy, like how it happened. Um, I've I've lost a little bit of respect for McGregor and gained a shitload for his coach Kavanaugh. I watched a really cool interview with him and Laura Sanko. She was there in yeah. person, by the way. Just saying. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Dude, honestly, let me just put it out there. Like, I, I, I think most people probably caught on that I'm, I was sort of a McGregor Hardo at this point. Yeah. Kind of fell off that train, bro, after this one. Just because of the post-fight antics? Well, yeah, dude. Uh, like, for one, I don't agree with Rogan shoving microphones in dudes' faces after their fucking ankles hanging off their limb. You know? Like, yeah, you got... You... I thought that was a little weird. I mean, but... the, the, the judge Jack and Connor was doing while while Dustin was getting interviewed, like you had to, you know, like they had to go talk to Connor, you know. I mean, oh, if, I do, if, yeah, I don't think mouth. I definitely don't think Rogan had a choice. Um, but then McGregor started attacking Poirier's wife and shit, dude. And you know, yeah, she man. sort of she sort of inserts herself into the fray. You know, she's pretty vocal and you know gives him the finger and all this stuff. Like, I'm not into any of that, dude. I, you know, fuck that. And it's not. It's definitely opposite of Poirier's character you know, for sure. And he doesn't really, Mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't really make anything that personal, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. No, I wasn't, wasn't okay with that, to be honest, just, you know, trying to be real. 
was it like uh, one of those? I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yes. Type thing. Well, because yeah. it, dude, every other time McGregor's lost, he's handled it with absolute class. I think. Yeah. With the exception of Nurmagomedov, you know, and that. And Fuck, man. You know, there's a lot of riding on this one, though. Yeah, for you sure. Know, but it, you know, I could. I don't know, dude. You could see how shitty it would be to be McGregor in, in that situation where, you know, like he had him in a really slick guillotine, man, which I was shocked that he even went for it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fucking poor decision some, on his part to even try that. Against well, I guess Dustin. so when I watched the, uh, when I watched the interview with Kavanaugh, I guess that's something that McGregor trains a lot. And apparently he's in the gym is known for having a pretty vicious guillotine. <laughs> There's also a little slight little tiny controversy. I guess uh, Poirier definitely locked his toes around the cage and um, for sure got a little cage assist. And then, you know, but also McGregor was apparently pulling his gloves and using it, using it to like yank him into the. Yeah, you can see that pretty clearly. Could you? Watching. Yeah, yeah so oh, yeah, so yeah. at that point, I was still looking down in the octave. There, you can't, those little movies, no, yeah. you can't see that shit. Yeah. Um, the upkicks from where I was sitting looked fucking amazing. You know, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this yeah, might no, happen, you know? they were They were good upkicks. Um, I mean, Con- Connor was really, you know, he was really looking to, to put a hurting on, on Dustin early on in that fight. Um, but the reality of it is that, like, it's from what I saw, like Dustin completely outclassed him in that first round, right? No, dude, if it would have went to the second round, I think McGregor loses all day long. Yeah. I legitimately, you know, and I, you know, I, again, like I've been a big fan. So Dustin's ground upon looked fucking amazing, man. He looked he got nasty, man. Back, those he fucking did. elbows he was throwing, man, they're yeah, fucking brutal. So McGregor's elbows off his back were pretty slick there too. I mean, yeah. it was a, dude, it was a good competitive first round. I mean, it, but I, I, I would, I think I might elevate it past like, like back and like it was, it was more than back and forth. Like that was a brutal one round fight. Like those guys were trying to fucking kill each other. Yeah. That. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where they got the 10, eight from. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, a lot of people scored at 10, eight. I didn't think it was that bad, especially when a fighter jumps guillotine. I don't, you know, and, yeah. he, and he had it locked in there for a decent amount of time. I mean, I mean, with the exception and, and of that, super active I mean, off his back, man. I don't know, dude. I don't know where yeah, the 10-8 came from. I mean, yeah, Connor had the guillotine temp. He had the, he had the up kicks, but when Dustin was on top, rain and damage, like they, like he landed a ton of shots mm-hmm. on Connor that, that were, mm-hmm. you could see they were visibly stunning. Yeah, he definitely Connor. popped a little of his cauliflower ear. Um, yeah, that was nasty. He's got, nasty. A, was, he's got like, a couple little cuts in there. That stuff gets nasty, but so it's it was really difficult to see from where I was, like what was really landing and what wasn't, especially when they're on their feet. Cause mm-hmm. at that point you can't hear anything anymore. Like do mm-hmm. you, like the rounds would suddenly stop. And if you weren't paying attention to the clock, you don't even know that it's over. You can't hear the yeah. clack and you can't hear the bell. Like it, it was insane. Um, yeah, dude. I, I, I mean, so to go to like what was arguably one of the most anticipated trilogies ever to have it end mm-hmm. like that was pretty big letdown. So, yeah, they're gonna fight a fourth time, though. We all know that. Well, I th- they're gonna. Ha- I. Th- I don't think they could leave that undone. I don't think either of them can be okay with that. I think they've both said as much. You know. Dude, just think about how good it is for Poirier, though, because like. Well, he's gonna keep for, making millions. Well, not just that. Like, I don't think any version of Conor McGregor can beat Dustin. Not, and, not at this current version of Poirier, no. to be honest. No. 
No. And I don't think that Connor is evolving as a fighter. And I think his, uh, he's kind of stagnated, yeah. you know, yeah, in terms of skill. I think going uh, to all the bouncing around and fucking around with the weights and all that stuff, I think it, it actually. Well, yeah. And, and doing the, the shit outside of MMA, like trying to fucking box Manny Pacquiao and all this shit. And the, you know, uh, it's like, I think it's just an easy payday for Dustin now. Like, I think he'll smoke Connor in, in the fourth fight. Yeah, and like so the weird thing is too, like okay, so Poirier is gonna go out and fight the Bronx. What if Poirier wins? Then they're gonna give I guarantee you they'll give they will. You, you, you know think? They will. I mean I just how do you Fuck, do that? Yeah, they will. How do you do that? What though? do you mean? It's it, it's a fucking he's a, Dana White's a fucking UFC promoter. He's looking to generate the most money he possibly can. Yeah, like, it's it doesn't matter. So, it's like, so and, far outside of what it should be. No, and, and if you look at it from from an individual like fight perspective, like they have unfinished business. Sure. I mean, obviously the marketing, the promoting it's, it's good. The fight sells itself, but it's like, it's wrong on so many levels, you know? And I think, I actually think the, I think the Poirier, the Bronx fight is going to be fucking incredible. Yeah. And, and that's a fight that I wouldn't, um, like, I, I honestly like the way, the way Charles has been fighting the last couple of years. I like his chances against Poirier. Oh, I, no, I do too. And I, but I also think Poirier could find a way to get it done. You know? Yeah. I think, I think there's so, at this point in time, with the exception of Charles Oliveira, I don't think there's very many people that could beat Dustin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, pretty anticlimactic just to, to kind of close the door on that fight, though. You know, I mean, it's it's a win-win for the UFC too because I mean, if if Poirier fights Oliveira and he loses, well, okay, he's coming off that a loss, up, and McGregor's coming better, off a loss. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the unfinished business will, will generate a fourth fight, and Dana will justify, you know, mm -hmm. giving Conor a title shot because of that. Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned that McGregor sort of transcends some of the rankings and some of that shit too, just because of who he is, and you yeah. know, but it, it'll be nice to see Poirier keep getting paid. That'll so be like, the fucking end of it, though. Like, if Connor and it has to be. fight a fourth time and Connor fucking breaks his leg again, like, they're, you know, that'll be the end. Mm. That'll be the end of the rivalry, at least. Like, the UFC, I, I don't think, would would so, honestly make a fifth fight. Okay, so tell me this, man. Gilbert Burns, Stephen Thompson, what was it like watching it on TV? Because it, um, it, it, it was... It was, being a Stephen Thompson fan, it was frustrating to watch. Yeah. Um, but was it me or was he not really engaging much or what? Yeah, I mean, no, he, you know, Gilbert was, um, the more aggressive guy. He was, he was cutting Steven off. Well, like he got the takedowns, the, his, his ground and pound, you know, from, from what I remember was, was pretty vicious. And Steven, you know, he was just kind of on the defense. Um, he didn't fight like he was fighting for a title shot and Gilbert did. So this is where it got really annoying too, is the Cassies behind me. We're just so what's a Cassie? Like a casual fan. Oh, I, okay. I I just decided to call them Cassies. Okay. They were so terrible during this fight. Describe. It was so bad. They were just saying some of the fucking most ridiculous, stupid shit. Like even Billy was like, What the fuck? Like, you know, like, like what are they saying? Like he should he should crane kick him or something? Yeah, dude. Like dumb shit. Like like fat yeah. guy on a couch stuffing his face with popcorn shit. Oh, I would have fucking guillotined him there or whatever the fuck. Oh, like, yeah, come yeah. on, man. Dude, you know, it was so bad. Uh and, and to be honest, like I think go I think we sort of talked about it going into it. I think we kind of knew that it could 
potentially be a fairly boring fight. You know, I mean, yeah, I think I think we both kind of they're said both that. fucking dangerous humans, dude. And you yeah. know, I don't know. Yeah, but they had, it didn't... Some, they had some really good moments. So, like the fucking Don Fry Takayama moment where they're on the fucking like Steven's back is up against the cage and they're both like sitting down and they're just like throwing punches at each other at the end of the round. So, like, yeah. I mean, there, there were some right. really good moments in that fight, right? Um, but it was frustrating being a fan of Steven Thompson to see him. Well, I mean, I'm a fan of both like of that. these guys. I mean, obviously, I've seen Thompson fight a lot longer. Um, I think his karate style is incredible, it's pretty unique. There aren't many guys that have been able to do it and do it successfully. Um, but I, I would have, you know, I don't think either of these guys earned any fans, you know, any, you know, new fans or anything like, but you know, what, what most people who were watching, at least from two rows behind me don't realize is like how highly skilled both of these guys are, you know, yeah, yeah. and, and their styles just didn't match up enough to create engagement, you know, uh, it's just, it, it just wasn't yeah. there. But I mean, Burns. Burns did have some. He did have him on the ground there for a little while, right? Oh yeah, man. And, and I thought, and I was... thought, I thought Burns was going to take him. I was. I told. I looked over to Billy. I said, "Oh man, it's, it it could be over here." You know. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how well Stephen. Like I know Stephen's, you know, competent well on, on the ground. Um, competent is but, not world class, though. You know. So I mean, yeah, he 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 survived on the ground. I, I really thought that if Gilbert got him down, considering his his grappling credentials, that he would kind of have his way with with Wonder Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess in a sense he did. But need, needless to say, though, wasn't the most exciting fight of the. The night. biggest, the biggest bummer for me with that fight is now, like, unless something crazy happens between, like, you know, with Colby training or like if Gilbert, if, if like Gilbert and Colby get hurt, that's the only way we're going to see a Wonder Boy Usman fight, and, and that's that's what mm-hmm. I wanted to see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, because now, Thompson creates problems for anybody he fights. No questions asked, you know, there's not like, yeah. he's, he's a problem for everyone, but he, you know, he's not always going to come out and be able to completely impose his will, you know? Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, you're right. I mean, but that doesn't move you up the rankings or get you closer to title shot. So, you know, and Steven's never really been like a super aggressive fighter and the moments that we have seen, like some really controlled aggression from him, most notably, I think like the Jake Ellenberger fight, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's when he fucking flashy head, you know, the flashy head kicks mm-hmm. and whatnot come out. Um, but, you know, but he's primarily like you know a counterfighter, and if you're not engaging, it, it you know, it's not, not going to help. Those yeah, it's, it's not going to help you win a decision. That's for sure. No, not at all. Oh man, okay, dude. Bam, bam. Tie to Ivasa. So I turned away from my from my screen for four seconds, and that when was, I came back, the fight was over. It was awesome. It was so good. And like, he got clipped before the knockout, though. Oh, I'm he sure he stunned. did. I'm sure he did. But again, the, the crowd was getting loud, and there were, you were missing bits and pieces. You know, um, it looked like they engaged, engaged well, and then he was fucking gone. Like, you know, all, it's weird in person because it happens fast, and all of a sudden there's a body on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, holy yeah. shit! But after it, dude, it was you know. So I told Billy, I was like, dude get your camera ready. Cause you're going to catch a shoey. You're going to see him do a shoey in person. And I was explaining to him what it was never in a million years though, that I think he was going to jump on top of the octagon and do a shoey from the fucking top of the octagon. Yeah. But what a lot of people probably didn't see is after the fight, he walked out and did three more. 
Guy so likes some like, booze. There's like some memes floating around. I guess one of those assholes put hot sauce in his shoe and then gave him a shoey. Yeah, they put Poirier's hot sauce in there apparently. Oh, did they? So somebody yeah. was like fucking with him. Or maybe yeah. he wanted to do it on purpose. I have no idea. No, I think that there's video out there Dude, of him taking it and then like being like, what the fuck? Tui Vasa is just a fucking likable guy. Win, he's a crowd loser, pleaser, draw, man. man. He's a crowd pleaser. You know, he's like, hey, yeah, I want to I wanna advance, but at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. I'm here to entertain people, you know? So I think he's grounded in that sense. And like, he'll, he's just going to put on a show for people, man. Doesn't, even when he loses, he doesn't disappoint, you know? So I'm, yeah. I'm big tie to Ivasa fan, bro. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, I think he's still pretty young. I think he's in his like late twenties. Uh, he's 28. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've seen him lose to like the top guys, you know, he fucking lost to Dos Santos and even off. And then that creepy fucking Russian dude, Sergei Spivak. Um, you know, yeah, he, he can knock out, you know, guys like Greg Hardy, no problem. Apparently. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, how he's developed and, and how he stacks up against like the top of the division, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I, I think that the heavyweight division could really benefit from a really likable guy like him. Like you know? get, and right just now, at least getting in the mix, you know? Yeah. Like get, you know, getting up there. Um, there, there aren't too many guys in, in that division that have his personality and his likability. And mm-hmm. for sure, you know, I mean, Ngannou doesn't fucking say anything. Yeah. He comes out and he knocks people dead, but you know, he doesn't really talk a whole lot. It's, you know, the guy with the most personality in that division uh, prior to, to Bam Bam was, I, I guess, probably DC, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. and, and then, you know, I mean, you got John Jones now. floating around out there, but he hasn't even fought in that division yet. So it's like yeah, whatever. Man. You know, it's kind of fucking whatever. But he has an unlikable personality, you know. Yeah, for no, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people are going to have a distaste for him. So, yeah, that was super – that was really cool to watch him fight, man. He came out to the fucking uh, – uh, yeah, some f- ridiculous song. What the? F- if you want to be my lover, what the fuck was that? Spice Girls. Called? Spice Girls, dude, and he yeah. rocked it. He totally owned it, dude. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, man, he's he's a character. Just, just everything about him. It was just it made it fun. You know, the whole that whole thing was fun. Um, and I'm really we, I'm really glad I got to see him in person. We we need more guys like him. I think you do. I I mean I think um, he'll quietly try to cl- climb the ranks, but still have a lot of fun while he does it. And he's in a division that it's kill or be killed, you know, for the most yeah. part. So yeah. um, he's really what, like, I don't know where he would fit in. Like if let's say he was a smaller guy, I don't really know where he'd fit in, but in the heavyweight division, it just makes absolute sense. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I love him, man. It was, it was just cool. And I, I just had a feeling about that fight. I thought it was going to be a good one. Um, but if, if, if Greg Hardy clipped him, you know, that would definitely tell me that, you know, Hardy trains, you know, he's about three years in, he's, he's training, but Tui Vasa probably has to clean some stuff up. You know, yeah. I, I mean, he if... definitely, well, I, you know, Greg Hardy, that, that dude's a fucking monster, you know, he's, he's still an athlete. Big. He throws, yeah. I mean, he throws these fucking massive shots and uh, yeah, he, he, he clipped Bam Bam and then they got into a shootout. And <laughs> Bam Bam I just, just wonder fucking... somebody like Tui Vasa might maybe a little too eager to get into a firefight to please the crowd. And you wonder like, at what cost could that come, you know, in, in his career, you know, how much risk is really necessary to still be exciting. You know, that's all, yeah, that's I, all I wonder. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it with the exception of the JDS fight. I don't think he's, he's taken like that much damage uh, throughout his, his short career. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, 
he's young and he's a fucking Kiwi. You know, I mean, those guys. Well, he's an Aussie. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That fl- so we were questioning the flag that he brought out. We were wondering what it was, and that's the Aboriginal peoples of Australia. Well, it, regardless, if you're from Australia or New Zealand, you're tough as fuck, man. You, you know, they usually some, are. Yeah. Yeah. They almost always are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love watching that dude fight. I, I really hope that um, he keeps winning and, you know, becomes something big in that division. Mm-hmm. And as for Greg Hardy, I mean, yeah, I know he's a name, but do you think he's really like UFC caliber? Should he be fucking the third fight on a massive pay-per-view? No, he should mm-hmm. be fucking headlining, you know, the prelim cards or. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to see what they do with them if they can yeah. even, you know he needs he I, you know it's interesting how early they put him in the ufc it was it seemed like an experiment um some time in some of the smaller promotions may actually do him some good because he's got he's he's clearly got the athleticism and and the drive you know so yeah yeah you know and he's had some good wins but i mean i luke thomas pointed out that all the guys that Greg Hardy is beaten are no longer in the UFC. So he mm. can beat guys that can't cut it in the UFC, but he can't be guys that, you know, right. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's almost like they brought him in because so many people hate him. In a yeah. Way, you, you know, know, he's a, I don't, I don't watch fucking NFL football. Um, was he a huge, you know, star when he was, uh, so he was actually, you know, a really good ball player, but he, he got caught up in some domestic shit. Yeah, I don't know. How, I forget exactly how it happened or what he did. He was definitely accused of domestic violence, and I think it was pretty yeah. serious. And he got, you know, he lost his NFL career over it. I guess he wasn't, uh, you know, a very good teammate. No, no. Or maybe MMA is suitable for him. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't. I don't necessarily believe he belongs in the UFC. That's for sure. I expect he'll get one more fight, and if he loses that one, he'll get. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree for sure. Yeah. Had no idea that Irene Aldana lost or didn't make weight. Bummed yeah, about that. Dana White apparently. Oh really? Yeah. During the post fight press conference, he he gave her. You know, he awarded her. Um, he said that he was gonna. Although she didn't get a performance of the night bonus officially, he said he was gonna. You know, pay her extra for that performance. And then uh, a journalist asked him about her making weight and failing to make weight, and he's just like, "Oh, fucking news to me." I guess no one told him. Um, yeah, I didn't, it didn't, it apparently wasn't a thing. No one really mentioned it. And like, that's the other, uh, weird part about being there live is you don't get to hear the commentaries, you know? And, and I like that. I mean, they're, yeah, they're yeah. so They're so good. Yeah. And so those are some details that you miss out on, you know, you don't, sure. you don't get to hear all that, but, and I'm, I was into Yana Kunitskaya, man. I thought she was going to look good. Um, well, she did. She came out, you know, you know, loud yeah. and fucking sharp and fast and whatnot. Yeah, dude, she I just, I, I don't like to see, you know, I know there's thresholds and if they don't miss by that much, they can still fight and they sacrifice a portion of their purse. I just, I really, it, it's really frustrating when people who miss weight win, you know? Yeah, I don't really, yeah. I mean, it's completely unprofessional. I still think that had she made weight, the outcome would have been the same. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it very, I need to actually, so that's a fight I I need to go back and rewatch. It was um, a fucking good fight, man. It looked like it. And then all of a sudden it was over and I'm like, what, yeah. where, how did that even, you know, what even happened there? And, uh, uh, Yana got cut up a little bit, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think both of them were, were bloodied were pretty, up. Yeah. Pretty. I wonder if they'll run it back. I, I mean, I don't know. No. 
so good fight. Glad to be there for it. Um, it was, I thought it was important that on this card, they had a, a, a solid women's fight that was highlighted. So yeah. I thought the position of the fight was good. Um, I think the whole, the story really of the whole night should have been this Motinho kid. Yeah. That was fucking incredible, dude. Dude, that O'Malley was peppering that kid with fucking some heavy shots, big, yeah. big shots. And that kid yeah. just kept coming. Just I mean, come on, man. 11 days notice, stepping up and fighting a kid that, you know, O'Malley's got a name, you know, yep. I mean, damn, that was, impre- that was impressive, dude. Uh, you know, and O'Malley's going to be one of those dudes that is too so, too flashy for his own good. I think he he probably could have ended him in the first round whenever he started doing that sugar shake thing, uh, and he and he failed to, and then it just kept going on and on and on. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm. It, it was it was strange to see O'Malley hit him so many times, and to not have him go cold you know go go unconscious um you don't yeah, see that, that. that that kid is like unusually tough because the shots that o'malley was hitting him with were heavy i mean they were yeah. big big shots i mean it, it it reminded me a lot of um when the korean zombie made his wc debut and when he fought leonard garcia i mean mm-hmm. th- those th- that was definitely a much more back and forth fight this was honestly kind of one-sided um obviously in o'malley's favor um but the way zombie fought that fight, like he ate shots that you should get, you should be asleep from, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then that caught up with him in his next fight and he got fucking blasted and knocked yeah. out cold by George Roop with a head kick. Um, so Mutino showed up for work on Monday. Like he showed up back at his gym, you know, and taught a class. So yeah, that's man, something kid, yeah. you'd have to look at, you know, I, I started looking around on Instagram and I just think the kid's special, man. I think he's got a future. You know, hopefully he doesn't I, keep, you know, getting abused like that, but yeah, he's I think he's definitely got to drop weight, right? And fight down at, at flyweight. He looked real fucking small for Bantamweight. Well, it also O'Malley is much larger than I thought. He's he a very yeah. tall guy. So I don't know how much weight he cuts. I'm sure he's like a skinny tall guy, but at 135 pounds, O'Malley looks nasty. He looked he looked big, dude. And I know obviously he's tall, but I mean he's he's muscled up pretty decent, you know. Yeah. So you see O'Malley got like a six month fucking medical suspension. He's got like fractured hands and fresh fractured, like a bunch of fucking like stress fractures and shit. Like he fucked himself up trying to put this kid away. Oh really? And, and, and with Tino like is only suspended until September or some shit. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know. I hadn't seen any of that. All I've seen is videos of O'Malley fucking going nuts, partying his ass off. Oh, uh, apparently he fucked himself up real good. In that oh, shit. Yeah. Well, going back to that McGregor's on a six month, obviously. But um, yeah, that's two in a row for him. For who? For McGregor, two six month medicals. Obviously, with a broken foot, it makes a lot. Oh more yeah, sense, yeah. But... I bet you he'll be out longer than fucking six months. Oh yeah. How'd you? So how'd you feel about the Condit Griffin fight? I actually uh, thought, thought it was pretty boring. Well, I'll tell you, like the Matt Brown fight and the Court McGee fight, I was like, okay, there's still shades of, of the natural born killer in there. Yeah. They, you know, they went to a okay. decision, but he did, he did some damage in there. Like yeah. after this fight, like Condit came out and he looked slow he looked, as fuck. Looked a little he flat, looked like, right? Okay. He, he looked the, he looked bad. Like he just looked the, flat to me. The Carlos Condit that, that I grew up watching and loving, um, that dude, you know, he just doesn't exist anymore. And, but the, and that's 
Griffin didn't look that great either, though. No, no, not at all. It was, yeah, it, it wasn't a good fight. I didn't. Yeah. Big letdown. Well, I would just want you to know I was thinking about you during that one. Oh, I know that I, was, I know that was your guy. I, I went through a box of Kleenexes seeing Carlos. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. I mean, honestly, dude, I was hoping that it, he would have showed up. Um, and it, you know, yeah, he just seemed flat, bro. Like I felt like this was a huge opportunity for Carlos to really come out because, like, Max Griffin, you know, has been in the UFC for a while, but he's not like a, a name like Matt Brown. You know, he's not Ultimate mm-hmm. Fighter winner like Court McGee. I really thought that this was going to be Carlos's opportunity to come out to fuck a young hungry buck up and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, man, I still got." You know, yeah. I still got some left, and yeah, I don't do think it. he really sees that opportunity, though, man. No, not at all. And you know, Max, um, he went, he came hard in the first round, but then he fucking he kind of gassed out, and in the second, and then you know, in the third round, um, you know, he got some some pretty critical takedowns, and you know, mm-hmm. he he definitely just wanted it more. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, good for Max. You know, a, a win over Carlos Condit may not mean what it used to mean, but it still means something. For and, sure. Uh, yeah, no, it still means he's present. He's, a, he's in, you know, he's in the division and he, and he's relevant, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Max, you know, I, I, I kind of like to see when guys, when like my favorite fighters lose the people that they lose to, I always want to see them achieve success, you know, like great uh, yeah, success. So I, I would agree with that with the exception of Chuck Liddell. <laughs> like anybody who beat Chuck Liddell, I'd, like to see them never Just be on dying TV. fire no not that bad but never be on tv again as it relates to mixed martial arts personally mm. so so jackson and evans can fuck off what about rich franklin that was disappointing but i like rich what, he was a good man and he's a math teacher what about tito that was that, does, that doesn't even count that third one doesn't <laughs> even, get out of here with that doesn't even count that's such horse shit um no man, I really hope Max Griffin. Shogun like, Hua gets a pass with me because I like him, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I get what you're saying though. Uh, was the Nico Price Pereira fight as fun to watch as I thought it would be? Like, I don't think they gave him fight of the night, but they should have. No, they didn't. I th- I thought it was a I thought it was a good fight. I didn't think um, like I definitely thought Irene Aldana and Yana put on a better fight. I thought. Yeah. You know, it was it, it was good. I told you when we last talked about this fight, I was like, these guys are so crazy. Like, it can either I be thought, like, well, I, really we good both or... we both seem to uh, uh, sort of lean on the fact that it was like a sleeper fight of the night fight for sure because they're both yeah, no, maniacs, yeah. dude. Um, I, I actually yeah, Nico Nico seemed shocked that he I lost the decision. Was a little surprised Nico lost too, personally. Just from, but my vantage point was totally different. So I thought Nico looked good, and I, I didn't really think uh, Pereira was as aggressive or crazy as he was. But, um, you know, wh- I, at the end of it, I was like, you know what, this one could go either way. I, I, yeah. I really thought that. I thought, I thought Pereira won the fight. So uh, some of the, you know, I'm excited to go back and watch these and really watch them and then try to compare it to what I actually saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's going to be an interesting experience for sure. Um, yeah, but man, I mean, there wasn't a huge crowd in there yet, but there was enough, and they got raucous during this one. Oh, really? That's exactly as I thought it would. I mean, it was they're just they're they're both so fucking exciting, dude. I mean, it, you know. Yeah, no, it was overall it was, it was a pretty <laughs> the backflip thing. Fucking set everybody off. Like that was nuts. Like like everyone was like, like, like did, did that just happen? Did we just see that? Like in, like for real? You know, well, was, I, I feel like like people didn't talk about it, but 
when I was watching it, when he did the backflip, it looked like he his feet fucking landed on Nico's head. No, it did. It definitely did. Okay, that's I don't know. Was, I don't, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wait a minute, and and Nico even taps his head. Like, yeah, like I, like, I did. Why? Yeah, you're basically no, like you're stomping a downed opponent, and no one yeah. did or said anything about it. Like, I don't even know because, if it ever got brought up. Well, and because it's a fucking backflip, like that, totally, like the ref doesn't have to fucking intervene because it's you know such a flash fucking move. I mean, like, I right. thought the ref should have fucking done something, then do shit. Yeah, I kind of I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So I was like thinking that too, like. I'm like that. I don't think you could do that. Like, no, you know, from where I was sitting, I I saw the so I saw his foot connect with the head after the fact, like on a inter, you know a, a internet video or something. Oh. So like like for me where I was sitting, like yeah, he did a backflip, but you couldn't tell like you know he actually made contact with his head, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the wild exciting fight. I thought it could have won either way. Um, personally, I was I was pulling for Nico in that one a little bit, but. Um, Nonetheless, good good fight. Those guys are fun to watch, man. Both of them. Nico's got to lose that fucking mustache, though. Like that thing was just yeah, it's an abomination. He's weird. I mean, he's he's, he's cool. a goofy looking bastard that is as is. But when you add that mustache yeah, in there, he's and got it doesn't those even... weird looking shoulders, bro. Yeah, like, and he's got like a weird kind of haircut, and his, his <laughs> just his bone structure is strange. But dude, you got to lose that fucking stash. At that the end of the horrible. day, he locks himself in a cage and does fist the cuff so yeah not everyone can be as beautiful as cody garberant ryan hall Ilya tapura tapura okay i picked ryan hall in this fight and nothing, i just nothing, nothing wrong with that though because he's no a, there is there's a sneaky son of a bitch though i i didn't even i didn't even look into this georgian kid and had i done a little bit of fucking research so i, I had changed my fucking so i had the, i had him i had no idea he was a black belt though like he's yeah, he's uh he's far more diverse. You know me, and I've said it many times. I tend not to pick against the Georgians because their kickboxing is so good, and each round starts on their feet. I had no idea that he had. He's got a black belt in something. I don't even know what it is. Is it jujitsu or is it like judo or what? No, it's jujitsu. Yeah. Is it? So I mean, he's yeah. he's far more diverse than than uh you would people would ever give him credit for. Or, or we just didn't know enough about him yet. But Ryan Hall, dude, that whole flopping around the octagon thing was weird like yeah and he, he paid it, the price big time for like he got knocked the fuck out well it's like you know how when wrestlers start like shooting pretty sloppily and like they mm -hmm. telegraph it and stuff i felt like he was doing that from the outset like he he never really set any of those up and like no, i told and, and you know like, i told billy like billy is i'll, I'll give billy credit he's beyond a kazi yeah, but he certainly isn't as fluent like we would be. And I'm like, watch Ryan Hall. This kid's going to be flying all over the place looking to lock up legs and get to a 50 50. I mean, that's what he's known for. He's he's basically coined or created, you know, a lot of opportunities for other fighters in that position. So I knew he was going to go for it, especially with a solid kickboxer. But man, he he just obviously wanted no part of the stand up. And I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, he looked he looks pretty sloppy. You know, in the in the fight with BJ Penn that Ryan Hall had, he was uh, mixing things up with kicks, doing a lot of kicks, and you know yeah. he threw some in this one too. But he looked a lot more loose in the in, in his past fights. This one, he looked very desperate to get the fight to the ground and, and yeah. finish it very quickly. Desperate and, was it, from uh, what I saw. Desperate was an understatement. Like he was, I'm telling you, dude, he looked like a flopping ass fish from from where I was watching. That dude was just rolling all over the place. I'm like, what? Well, the this Tapura. What do you say his name? Ilya. Ilya 
Topuria. Ilya Topuria. Like this kid came in fucking well prepared. He oh yeah, he's shape. a person. He mean. Yeah, he's a kid we I'm, need to keep our eyes on. Yeah, I'm never gonna sure. count that dude out ever again. So Ilya, if, if you're listening, man, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I picked him. I mean, but again, I I I see the Georgian flag and I tend to gravitate towards it. You know, they're they're uh so there's some really incredible fighters that yeah. come out of there. Uh, yeah, but that did snap like an eight fight win streak or some crazy shit for Ryan Hall. And the thing is like Ryan Hall has a really hard time getting fights. He won't like, anymore. People, he probably won't anymore. You're right. I mean, for a while there though, people won't fight him because yeah. it's so fucking awkward and he can do weird shit like on a flash, but he, yeah, he just something about it. He just didn't really seem right. Uh, no, I mean, people, anyway. I bet you people will be chopping at the bit to fucking fight Ryan now. Probably. Well, he's got a decent enough name, you know, and he's a tricky opponent, so it'll show, yeah. you know, they're willing to fight, kind of fight up and 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 try to beat otherwise a pretty considerable, you know, adversary. So, yeah. Yeah. Drikus Duplessis. I, think I like, like this dude. I think that's – I. yeah, I really liked watching him fight. I, I picked him to win, uh, and I, I thought he was going to win big, and he fucking did. Yeah, oh, I had, shit, him, I had him pick two. Um Man, he looked really good. And Trevin Trevin Giles is a super tough dude. And they right, both had they both came in with amazing records. You said Giles has been around for a while, right? He has been fighting in the UFC for a while. Okay. Since uh yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, man, he got fucking starched. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking, yeah, and I just love that the dude was like, This is how you say my name. People have a hard time with it. He wasn't trying to be a dick. He's yeah. just like trying to say, this is my name. Remember it, you know, like I'm coming. And I love that, yep. man. And like, yep. there aren't many South Africans running around in mixed martial arts. Like they have some promotions of their own in South Africa, but they're not, you know, necessarily yeah. known for making it to like the world stage. And this the most did. notable, the most notable South African fighter that had fought in the UFC prior was fucking Trevor Prangley. That's right. How and that people- was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. And, yeah. I mean, so if people follow Chris Cyborg, though, she has uh, some training camps were down there for her. Or she oh, may right. even live there. I don't know. But, yeah, she's trained out of South Africa for the last couple of years. If you watch That's any of her behind the scenes or any of this stuff, it's a tough place to live for sure. Yeah, It's a place I've always wanted to visit. But, I mean, yeah, I, it's exciting. I don't know where he where he lives and trains, if he's left the country to train outside of it or what. I want to know more about him. I'm excited to see him fight again, man. He looked great. He looked real good. Yeah, fucking young, big for that for that division. Uh, muscled up, like he's he's got a lot of first round finishes. Um, so I'm, you know, eager to see him kind of go into the later rounds. Um, see how yeah. his gas tank holds up. But from what I've seen so far, like this dude has a lot of fucking potential. Yeah, no, the, both those both those guys were thick. They're, yeah. They look, they look big. It's it's interesting when you um when you get into that middleweight to middleweight and up at least from where I like again where I was sitting it's it's obviously different whereas like like I felt like 170 and down like down to Sean O'Malley like you couldn't you know you couldn't eyeball it unless you know who these people are you couldn't yeah. necessarily eyeball like what weight class you were watching you know if does that kind of make sense or no like there yeah the, yeah yeah the disparity wasn't as obvious as when mm-hmm. a fucking couple of young hungry middleweights come in there you're like whoa yeah like you know these dudes these dudes are big yeah, I was, you know, and I, I like Trevin Giles a lot. You know, I, I have a unabashed loyalty to him considering his career as a police officer in mm-hmm. Houston, a, a sure. 
pretty rough area to to work a beat in. Um, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, he bounces back. Yeah. Jennifer Maya, Jess Guy, wasn't a crazy exciting fight. I'm, Never I mean, been a fan of Jess Guy, so like not, to see her lose, I was just kind of like, yeah, cool, not a, you know, like, not a big fan of hers either. Uh, I think she looked better in this fight than she has in in recent fights. I guess uh, turns out she had some like medical issues, like di- like food allergies that she was unaware of. That yeah. apparently, like she woke up early on weight, like it, like had an easier road into the octagon, but she definitely, I feel like got pretty outclassed in this fight nice little cut on her forehead too by the way dude that was like pretty nasty cut she had a face vagina yeah like like that was a that was a gnarly gnarly yeah, cut. dude i was impressed that they they stopped the bleeding on that fucking thing because foreheads will bleed forever and they packed there's, that sucker in there good there's a still photo circulating around of, of maya punching eye in the face and eyes face is literally like inverted like, the, <laughs> like she ate and she ate a very solid yeah. punch at some point in that fight yeah, I like so Jennifer Maya though, man. I don't know where Jessica I goes from here. I'm, uh, she's on quite a skid at this point, isn't she? She's lost her last three fights. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, she may not even get another shot. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the UFC is is hesitant to cut female fighters despite That's, well, there aren't a lot tricks. of them. Exactly. You know? So yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you you may you may get a few more shots at it because there just aren't enough fighters in in that sense yeah so and just guys you know she's a she's a well-known well she's had her she's definitely had some some really great moments man she's been in there with some of the best in the world i mean she fought shevchenko obviously it didn't end well for her but she she clearly earned her way into it you know yeah i mean i I honestly don't really think just guys i think jessica eyes shining moment was when she choked out zoila uh frosto and in bellator back in like fucking 2008 or some shit Mm. Uh, actually it was, wasn't that, no, it was 2012. Like her UFC career has been quite unimpressive. Mm, yeah. I, I'm, she, had, I'm she had the three fight win streak that got her the, the title shot and she got head kick KO'd, you know? Like, yeah, that was, it was pretty brutal. Like, yeah. A brutal head kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you mean, know, I don't know. People, I guess, I guess she's pretty popular. She's got her only fans. Does she? Yeah. Well, I, I know this only because I follow her on Instagram. I follow a lot of these people on Instagram, but yeah, that's oh. the, that's become the thing. Is it an OnlyFans or is it like an OnlyFans where she does like? No, I, I think it's an naughty. OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, these days, it's getting a little harder to tell them apart, but that seems to charges. be a trend. Oh, you're looking. <laughs> Dude, my fucking wife's gonna come out and check my browser history or something. <laughs> Well, here, while you're looking, Omari Akhmedov, Brad Tavares, dude. I thought Akhmedov got robbed in this fight, personally. I, I want to go back and rewatch it. Uh, from where I was sitting, I kind of thought Omari was was getting it done. Tavares looked I'm, great, and he turned it on at the end, and I feel like he stole the fight. Oh, you know? but you still feel he... Huh? You still feel that uh, he got gifted a decision? Well, I don't know. It's it's one of those things, dude. I thought Omari was cl- was winning well. Yeah. Um, through the first two rounds with a questionable second, I think, uh, from what I remember. And then Tavares, I thought, just fucking turned it on in the third. And and I feel like you can walk, you know, when it's sort of 50-50, the one that finishes the hardest. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can, can sneak it, can grab a decision. Yeah. Uh, that's how I described it when I was in the, in the arena, and that's kind of what I felt, you know. But, again, you go back to when you leave it to the judges – 
you know, I thought both fighters looked good. I thought it was a great fight. And again, I want to watch this one specifically, um, in like on TV so I can kind of digest a little more of it. But yeah, I thought, I thought Omari looked great, uh, at least through one and a half rounds. And then I think Tavares turned it on and started grabbing it, you know? So does, does Omari, is he, uh, like a team Khabib guy? Let's see where exactly where he's from. He's from Dagestan. Yeah, yeah, there's that doesn't necessarily mean he's immediately yeah. with uh what which I've sort of learned here recently. Right, no, he trains out of out of American top team. Yeah, so he's not a could which, be good. Yeah. No. I mean maybe they know each other. By the way, Jessica, I charge us thirty dollars per month um <laughs> to access her only fans. That's a lot so, of money. I've actually never looked that up. I've always been curious what they charge. Uh, yeah, I think they kind of set the price, right? Let's see. I'm sure they do, Sexy yeah. photo shoots, training footage, 420 footage, and of course, booty pics. Okay, good for her. Well, if anybody's got 30 bucks they want to spend a month, there you go. Well, if, if I's getting 30, I wonder what Van Zant's getting. <laughs> she has an OnlyFans too. Dude, they all do. They're like most, well, I don't want to say all. Fleece Herrick's got one now. She's had one for her feet, but now I think she's got another one. Yeah, a bunch of these girls are doing it, man. If you follow them on Instagram, they're promoting it all the time. I, I promise you, Instagram. I've actually I've never looked it up. They just talk about it. it on. They talk about it on. They're in, you know they're trying to make money. It was it, I swear to you, it's like basically become a COVID thing. Yeah, it was a way for these these you know people. I think even some of the dudes have OnlyFans, but I don't think it's. I doubt. Diego Sanchez was running around in a fucking banana hammock. Well, he might, but you know some of these other guys that have them. I don't know. I'd probably buy buy one if Condit had an OnlyFans. I'd probably subscribe. <laughs> he would. <laughs> I think he would. Oh, dude, I'm a Kazek fan from here on out. Zalgas Zumagulov. He was. Yeah. He's been sort of boring up to this point, but that fucking submission was dope. He he looks like a um, here's the like reason Farrell. Here's the reason, though, why I'm such a huge fan. There were literally like three dudes in there from Kazakhstan that had fucking flags, and they were drowning out the entire arena. It was awesome. Like, really? the, yeah, dude, it was the first fight of the night. There weren't hardly anyone in there, and and just down in this little corner, there were like fucking three of them. They they walked down uh, to, as close as they could to watch the fight. They were rocking their flags. They're screaming and yelling. He won, and then they went back to their seats and were like totally chill the rest of the night. <laughs> But I mean, they were fucking savage when this dude was fighting. It was great. That guy's tiny. He's not. Yeah, he's not very big at all. Um, and no. that, dude, the submission. That, like I, so I saw the submission, and you know, along the fence. And then I, when the fight was over, I looked up and I'm like, "What the fuck are they even going to call that?" Like I think they wound up calling it like a guillotine or something. I yeah, don't know. Is that what they? It's it was labeled like a guillotine. Some, yeah. It was some kind. It, I wouldn't necessarily call that a guillotine, would you? Because it was like back, uh, it was like certain. It was weird. It was just a weird, you know, maybe it's because it's standing. I don't know. But yeah, dude, he tied his ass up and fucking can't really call it like a Darce or anything because he didn't have an arm. But it was impressive. I mean, it, it was almost it was like a standing Darce almost. I thought I mean, yeah, like because he didn't have it tied up. I mean, yeah. it's just really interesting submission, man. Like it's he had very, his arms wrapped around the. Jerome's neck similar to you know what you'd see with like a Darce choke. Um like very uh, opportunistic choke though, you know. Yeah, he looked like he was about to twist that fucking dude's head right off. <laughs> that guy's got a lot of power. 
Yeah. Like for, for being no, that he's, small, he's like he's a strong. little bulldog. For sure. He's strong. Yeah. He looks weird though. He, he creeps me out like his eyes. Uh, he's, he's, got really, diff- he's definitely a different looking fella for sure. Yeah. I mean, he has, he has very dark, almost soulless eyes kind of that bothers me. Well, some of the, I mean, some of those, um, some of those stands, man, they, they have like a, you know, a very Asian ish sort of appearance, but they're yeah. also, you know, that was like Russian block country. So, I mean, yeah, they definitely have, um, you're right. I mean, they have this kind of really unique appearance. Like when you see them, you know, they're from a fucking, what looks to be like a hard place, you know? What's, what's the, the, I mean, is, is it like Mongolian, like lineage from Genghis Khan? Yeah, uh, no, era? for sure. Yeah, definitely. hundred yeah. percent. I think that, I think if we, you know, obviously if we looked it up, I think for sure, that's what we would, that's what we would find. I mean, my understanding, like Genghis Khan conquered that entire fucking area, right? Fucking eight. Yeah. Hell yeah, he did. And then, yeah. and then obviously, the, you know, that whole area has been run through by the British, the fucking yeah. Russians for a long time. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm starting to look at, look ahead here for this weekend. USC and ESPN 26, Makachev versus uh, Tiago Moises. Yeah, so I'm looking at the early prelims, man, and nothing at all stands out to me. Like, well, overall, um, going back to 264 real quick. I mean, was it? Uh, would you say your experience seeing it live in person was a overall pretty positive one? Oh, of, of course, man. Yeah, of yeah. course. So, I mean, yeah, it's amazing to be there. Um, but there's definitely some challenges, I think, for someone who's as interested in this as I am. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm I'm excited to you know to go back and and watch a couple of these. Uh, some of the fights that I'm more curious about where I can watch them a little more detail. Uh, also, it's like, it's so few and far between for me, you know, I, I went to one five years ago or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sure people who live in Vegas and are huge fight fans, they go there all the time, you know, maybe it's different, but yeah, no, of course, dude, nothing, but n- nothing but love for it to be there in person, man. It was insane. Yeah. And also we went to the Q and a the day before, man, we got to listen to Brandon Moreno for a while. He came mm. out was super cool with the crowd. Um, just seems like a really great dude, you know? And yeah. And you know, the other Vegas just isn't my town. Right. But yeah, to be there for the fights, I've always wanted to see the fights in Vegas and we got to do it for one of the most anticipated fights in the history of the show. That, fight, any- put, that fight put McGregor as uh, the top five all time pay-per-views. They did 1.8 million pay-per-views plus a sold out gate. Yeah. So, all five of the main events he's been a part of are the top five pay-per-view sellers. Well, win or lose, that guy fucking puts asses in seats. Damn sure does. Did you see anybody get their fucking ass whooped? No. Any fights? No. 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 Actually, from what I saw, everybody was good. A lot of people wandering around smoking weed and shit, though. I mean, it's just, it's it's okay there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like when Moreno was, specifically when Moreno was out there, like it was, I mean, people were fucking puffing away, bro. Really? Yeah, just uh, it's just like I've not ever I've been in these places before, but you don't you st- it's still awkward when you see it. Yeah, like, sure, and it's totally legit there. So yeah, there's like huge cloud of fucking smoke. Like even Megan O'Leary like mentioned it. Like, oh, you guys are having a good time out there, mm. you know. Like, <laughs> but it's just I think it's just part of being in Vegas, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a good time, man. I mean, I'll get your hat sent to you too. Uh, oh yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I got a you know Billy got me a poster. Yeah, dude, just awesome time. Awesome time. You're going to hang that up on your wall back there? Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I got to do some 
maneuvering around the house. I'm a permanent work from home kid now, so yeah, I'm I'm getting like a solitary office. Yeah, so, man yeah. cave, fishing sure. man cave. To be determined. Yeah. It's coming, coming soon. You got to get some sexy mood lighting back there. I will. Yeah. yeah. I'll get some better shit. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, this, uh, yeah, this main part of it looks a lot. Billy Corintillo, Billy, Billy Corintillo, Corintillo, whatever, Buffalo kid, hometown, shout yeah. out. And Gabriel coming, Benitez. Coming off a loss, so look look for him to get back. I like this uh, Benitez kid. Do you? Yeah, his last fight was uh, against uh, Justin Janes, and he fucked that dude up. Mm. Okay, and he yeah, just he, looks like, uh, yeah, he like looks a, a little, cartel hitman. He looks from a little more familiar now. Yeah. <clears throat> that could shape up to be a good fight if Billy can stay in it, you know? Yeah, it's, I think that's he got, a good fight he got, to open up. The... He got put away pretty good last time. Didn't he get knocked out? Who, Billy Quarantillo? Yeah. Mm, I'd have to look. No, he lost the decision to Gavin Tucker. Oh, really? I thought he got knocked out. Okay. Nope. He's not been stopped in the UFC. Interesting. He's only he's only lost that lost that one time. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a Buffalo native though, so shout out to him, hometown. Rodolfo Vieira, Dustin Stoltzfitz. I don't know who these guys are. Yeah, I don't know. Either. Middleweight bout. Yeah, this card's not overly stacked, but it gets interesting with Jeremy Stevens. Uh Matu, I'm guessing Matus Gamrot. Anytime Stevens fights, it could be a barn burner, man. Dude, Matus is a badass dude. He kids from Poland, like really fucking outstanding record. I think he lost his UFC debut. I, I was like super high up on him um, when he came in there. I think he was like seventeen or eighteen and zero or something like that when he's he came he's in. Eighteen and one overall, one no contest. Yeah, he lost his debut, then then won his second fight. Um, I think that's a tough fight for Jeremy Stevens. It's probably and, going to be, dude. These Polish fighters are coming on strong, bro. Like, yeah, there's some there's something happening in that part of the world, man. Poland check you know there's some shit happening over there they're they're just you know they're starting to breed some really good fighters and obviously jj's been around for a while now too so a lot of them seem to have gravitated you, you know it'd be nothing to see a polish guy in a kickboxing fight it seemed to be pretty normal for a long time but now they're start it seems like they're starting to make the switch so yeah and and jeremy stevens like fluctuates all the time with like going between featherweight and lightweight like his last fight against uh kelvin cater was was that featherweight and he missed weight for that one yeah um he hasn't won a fight in four years almost three years oh wow really that long yeah since 2018 yeah and then obviously um he shoved that dude this last time and didn't get his fight so yeah he's kind of a fucking bonehead i think he's yeah he's been around forever don't forget it at one time he was the youngest kid to win in the ufc Dude, he's been it. fighting since UFC 71. He fought fucking Dean Thomas in his UFC debut. <laughs> Dean Thomas, who's fucking doing commentary for yeah. ESPN now. Gray Dean Thomas, beard. who looks like he's fucking 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, right. No disrespect. Look at this. The old lady comes downstairs with, with some sticky buns, just totally interrupting our podcast. Like, you couldn't what? wait? Oh, come on. What a sweetheart. Not for me. <laughs> like, we're going, we're going... We're going somewhere this weekend. She's making them for other people. She doesn't. She doesn't make things for me anymore. <laughs> That's a lie. You want to say hi? <laughs> hi. All right, dude. The long-awaited Misha Tate return. Yeah, I know you're excited about seeing uh, Cupcake back in action. I mean, I never I mean, cared. For, I honestly never cared for her before. I just think I think she looks. Watch her train. I think she looks fucking incredible, dude. I think she's. I think we're actually going to see the best version of her we've ever seen. 
Uh, Marion Ronaldo, I mean, she, you know, she's, she's clearly said it's my retirement fight. This is Misha's comeback fight. So, I mean, so th- that makes me think that Marion's going to be fighting her fucking ass off. It could, it could shape up to be a really great fight for sure. And and that's a, you know, if that's the case, Misha hasn't fought since what, 2015, 2016, like yeah. five, six years away from the sport. Even if she's training, she's not fighting. You know, there's a big difference between spending time in the gym and spending time like inside an octagon, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. hundred percent. She's had two kids since she left. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of things that you'd be like, holy shit, I can't believe she's getting an octagon. And then there's other things where you're like, wow, look at her. She looks the best she's ever looked, you know, Yeah. physically anyway. So you don't know how that's going to translate, but uh, excited to see it. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, this is kind of like a striker grappler matchup. Huh? I know, so, I know yeah. Marianne has, has, you know, jujitsu background. Um, she's a, she's a black belt. Um, she's yeah, not I, afraid, I, think I mean, from what I can tell though, she's not afraid to stand in there and bang though. Yeah, I feel like most of the fights I've seen with Marion, like they've predominantly been stand-up fights. I don't recall Misha being like a really prolific finisher, though. Do you? I mean, she finished Holly, right? Yeah, the fifth round of getting bludgeoned. I mean, it doesn't matter, man. Finish is a finish. She choked right. her out cold. Okay. Yeah, that's fair, but right. I said prolific finisher. No, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, Misha was, she's a grinder, you know. Yeah. Right. She grinds out decisions. Maybe she'll come out with some newfound power, man. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I'm excited to well actually I won't be able to watch the event unless we have good internet where we're going. But uh um yeah, I'm I'm eager to see her, her yeah, return. For sure. I just hope it's not a disastrous one. Uh it would be awkward if it was. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would kind of suck for her. Where are you out on Makachev? I'm really interested in where this kid goes. Well, I, you know, everybody's looking at is at Makachev is the next Khabib. Um, How far off do you think they are? I don't. I haven't. I haven't paid enough attention to his fights. I. I know, well, dude. I think he's less a wrestler and more powerful version of Khabib personally because he's got some fucking hands on him. I was very impressed with how he was able to finish Drew Dober because I'm very high up on yeah. on Drew, um, and to see him submit him in the third round, to me that that said something. Um, I know he's been knocked out in the past, you know, one time. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like this fight's, this fight was made to, to, as his coming out party, you know, we're giving him a main event spot against the guy that on paper he should beat. Yeah. Um, pseudo pseudo like here's the new Eagle in a way. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, I mean, Khabib, Khabib kind of stepping away from the sport definitely leaves a little bit of a void, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, it does. But fucking Tiago Moises is a bad fucking dude. Like, you know, he submitted Michael Johnson. He's beat Bobby Green, and he, he took out that, that young, hungry uh, Alexander, the great Hernandez kid. Yeah, a lot of people were high on that kid, too. Yeah, yeah, up until the Cerrone fight, I think. But, uh, yeah, Alexander Hernandez has, has looked good in, in a lot of his victories. Um, and and Moises, I think, cleaned him up pretty good and, and yeah. won a pretty lopsided decision. So I don't know. You know, it uh, could, be, could be an upset. Um, who knows? This 
this little card could shape up to have some pretty solid scraps on it, man. Yeah, I always like these ESPN cards. You know, well, I mean, it's because some of these guys are looking for their first opportunity to build their name. You know, yeah. And yep. sometimes that produces. You know, you may not know who they are going in, but you'll you'll damn sure remember them after, and that that sometimes makes for a good, fun fight. You know. You know, and I and I like seeing events at the Apex. Um, again, there's not going to be any crowds, right? Yeah, no, they're not doing crowds at the Apex, yeah. and a little smaller octagon. It definitely encourages activity. Yeah. which I think is important for some of these newer fighters that haven't really been on the big stage yet. You know, I, I enjoy watching, watching events like that. Um, I, yeah. I really, I feel like you, you, the environment that the UFC creates at the apex really allows you to really get a good understanding of, of the fighters that, that they're showcasing. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even be upset if, um, if they continued to do limited crowds at the apex, more intimate setting and, and continued that, you know, and sort of ease some of these guys into some of the bigger events personally. But yeah, uh, I know, hope at the I end of the day, it's a, that. at the end of the day, it's a fucking business. Right. So, um, you know, obviously yeah, they gotta, they gotta look to make gate, but yeah. Uh, it's, it, this could shape up to be a fun little card, man. Yeah. I'm still confused as to why these Dagestani guys like have the beard, but no mustache. Do you, do you know why? Uh, I could be wrong, but I think it's sort of a religious thing. Yeah. If I had, I mean, that's, I think where it comes from. I think even some of the Amish do that shit. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They don't have mustaches, you know? Yeah. I think it's a thing. I've always wanted to figure that out. Maybe, maybe I'll do some. They may, they may rock the, the longer, more full beard once they get married. Yeah. I would, I want to say that's what they do. I could be, I could be off, but I, if, yeah, off the top of my head, it's a, it's, it's based in religion. Yeah. But that's why, like, uh, Sharipov, Nurmagomed Sharipov, he doesn't, you know, he's a Dagestani, but he doesn't, I don't think he prescribes to the same following as. Yeah, and Zabit, like, he's got a full beard, right? Doesn't he? I believe he does. Oh, that's who who you just said. Zabit Nurmagomed Sharipov, right? Is his name? Yeah. 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 But no, there's a couple other Dagestanis that have left and gone to other places. Like, Zabit, I think. He's Dagestani, but I don't think he trains out of there. I think he, yeah, he, yeah. he may train out of like Sweden or some shit. Oh. So I don't really know. Yeah. yeah I, like I Ham, think Hamzat's got that beard. Khabib had that beard. And Islam has that beard. Well, I think Hamzat trains out of Sweden too, but he still may yeah. be a follower. You know, I, th- I, th- I yeah. think it's uh, rooted in religious beliefs. If yeah. you look at like uh, Khabib, he's wandering around in like, you know, the man dress, yeah, with sandals yeah. and shit on. So. He's a he's a true believer. Holy he's a very devout Muslim. Yeah, it works <laughs> for him, bro. Twenty nine and zero. Yeah. Fucking well, I mean, Allah, you know, Allah he, did good. He's done. He did a pretty lengthy interview with Brett Okamoto, talked about the Poirier stuff and and the antics afterwards. He's he talk about good versus evil and all that shit. And there's been some interesting comments. Like Ronda Rousey was shouting out McGregor. She's like, this motherfucker broke his leg and had the presence of mind to start fucking working the fourth fight. And she's not exactly wrong. No. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, some of those, some of those antics, you know, how, how much, you know, how much of McGregor is still real? You know, is it all just pushing for a fight or does he really, would he really talk to another man's wife like that? You know, the, the look, I mean, you, you, I don't know if you were able to see it given where you at, but watching the pay-per-view when the camera was on McGregor as he was sitting against the cage, like the look in his eyes was genuine, like anger. Like it was the first time, like every, 
all the times before that were counter looked pissed off and something like that, like you kind of knew it was a, he was, he was putting on a show, right? So well, I think you, I think to, to lose a fight in that fashion, cause he was immediately screaming, Dr. Stoppage, Dr. Stoppage. Like yeah. he didn't, he didn't want to be affiliated with a knockout or a TKO without the Dr. Stoppage tag. Yeah. Like I could, you know, I could see him saying and doing something. We couldn't hear it. I didn't hear about the Dr. Stoppage thing until later, but yeah, I think that was, a, I think that was real anger and real frustration. I mean, wouldn't you be pretty upset? You know, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Connor's um, a head case that we're just seeing kind of now. Like the more he loses, the more his 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 no, mental his, durability. Yeah, yeah, like his his actual you know his actual character I think is exposed. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm like I said I'm sort of falling down the falling down the back of the bus a little bit on McGregor. It's a little disappointing, yeah. you know. I um, had this this vision uh, the night of the fights after the event was all done that um, I was going to read a headline that the Poirier family had been murdered and that Connor was arrested for, <laughs> for ordering like a hit or something like that. Yeah. I mean, who knows, but I just, I always wish like, I just, I would, I had always hoped that MMA would stay a little more pure, a little more true to real martial arts where the character matters, pride matters, how you respect one another matters. I understand you got to sell fights and all that stuff. And there's a, there's a place for it, but um eight out of 10 times. I think most of the fighters are pretty cordial and respectful with each other. Yeah, um, man. But Connor right now, as well, it's losing, all that shit. All that shit gets overshadowed by the guy who sells the tickets. And, and yeah. those, those are the loudmouths like Connor. I don't, just, I said it from the beginning, man. I just don't think you can be the same person when you're sitting on half a billion dollars or more. The Connor McGregor, that was the plumber and not successful and living on welfare checks is not the same McGregor who's now got over 500 million or more dollars, you know, the highest paid Forbes athlete. Those two people are not the same. I don't give a fuck where he goes to train, who he trains with. Come on, man. You know what I mean? I just don't hey, how it, it's impo- I just I don't see it, you know. Leave that shit for the Rocky movies in Hollywood, bro. He's kind of think- honestly he's he's honestly kind of following the 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 path of Scarface. Well, he said he said something. Uh, somebody made a like a relevant post about it. Like he said, he posted like you need people like me, and apparently that's a Scarface line. Oh yeah, yeah. So, you ever seen yeah. Scarface before? Not all of it. Oh, should I watch it? Fuck yeah, man! It's a great fucking movie. Yeah, I probably know a bunch great of one-liners from it, but I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah, you know, say hello to my little friend. That's the yeah. most notable line in there. Right, but. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great lines in that movie. Amazing, amazing out. flick. Yeah, definitely check it out. It'll make you sad, though. Sad movie. It's weird. What do you mean, what's weird? That it would be a sad movie. Yeah, it is. It's tragic. It's tragedy. Okay. I'll just take your word for it. You should still watch it. I will. It's not as sad as The Deer Hunter. That fucking movie is heartbreaking. That movie will fucking tear if you, you apart, can get man. If you can get through the first hour, <laughs> and then when it gets heavy... I tried to watch a deer hunter a couple times and couldn't make it through because it's it starts off so weird, and then like once you get into it, you know. That's a movie that, uh, dude. If I turn that thing on, I'm not fucking moving the That'll entire time. Fuck, it kind of fucks with your head. I, I need to go. Actually, I haven't watched that in a long time. I need to go back and rewatch it. It's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Love that. Love that flick. All right, man. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. In general, good weekend, man. And we, we need to talk and see when we can get you get you out west here for a show oh hey shout out to kyle stewart man he finally got a fight august 1st san diego for real yeah cage warriors 
Oh, they're nice. Gonna, they'll Good promotion. It, they'll stream it on Fight Pass, or you could buy tickets. Um, See, what did we say? We were, we were talking about him, you know, last episode. You just gotta, you just gotta keep moving forward. Yeah, I'm just stoked. I just, I follow everything he does, man. I'm just super high on him. I'm, you know, who's he fighting? Uh, some kid named Poppy. I got. I want to look into it a little more. Um, I, I don't. I didn't immediately recognize him. I'm just happy for him, man. You know that he's healthy and back and. Yeah, fucking cage orders, man. That, that's a that's yeah. It's a, a good promotion. They've been around solid a long time. promotion. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Are you looking Poppy up? I'm looking to see if uh, if there's. A, I'm on his Twitter and seeing if the uh, he announced anything. P o p p e. Oh, I didn't break news. If that's what you're saying. Stuart posted it on Instagram and Facebook. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything. Patrick Patrick Poppy? I didn't catch his first name. Uh, Sounds right, though. I don't know. Yeah, we'll look into it. I'm excited for it. It's just like, you got to hope Kyle, you know, I know Kyle's been in the gym training, but some of these regional fights, man, they don't get very much time to train and prepare, you know? Yeah. August 1st is fucking right around the corner, bro. I know, man. Yep. Well, yeah. I hope it fucking works out for him. I hope he yeah. fucking kicks the dude's ass. Well, I'll be streaming it on Fight Pass. I mean, I have Fight Pass. If you get ESPN Plus, you get Fight Pass, I think. Or no, actually, I, I bought Fight no. Pass. Yep. Yeah, you got it. So, okay, man. I'm excited for this weekend. And hopefully, I don't know if those fights posted on ESPN Plus or anything yet. I don't know how long before they post those pay-per-views. Yeah, I think it takes a little bit. I think like right now, like you, if you went to ESPN Plus, you'd have to fucking buy the pay per view. You probably find a couple on YouTube or some shit, though. I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of people like. I know the, the UFC. The, the UFC does pretty good at getting some of that regulated, but yeah. Yeah, usually like the night of the fight, like after the event, all the fights will be on YouTube on various channels for you know a couple hours. Yeah, I think you gotta catch them, catch them quick. Oh yeah. Yep. Cool, bro. Uh, yeah, well, same, same, same as always, man. Just get your picks in. Um, anybody who's interested to jump on our pickums, just what the hell's our email again? The Pugilist MMA Podcast at gmail.com. Fuck, man. Let me check. Uh, <laughs> Pugilist MMA Podcast at gmail.com. That's cool. Great. Email us there, and we'll set you up with our uh, ESPN UFC pickums fight group and shit, dude. Yeah, I got my, I got yeah. slayed this last one. Yeah, I ended up being like seven and seven or something like that. <laughs> well, the tiebreakers count against you too. So I mean, you could you could literally pick all the fights right and get the tiebreakers wrong, and you're gonna be whatever in two, you know, yeah, or yeah. you know. So, all right, dude. Good talk, man. I'll. Uh, all right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get it out, and we'll do another one here soon. Cool. Cool, bro. Ha, ha, ha.